We all heard in the past that staying motivated all the time is really not sustainable, and you probably felt it from time to time. But what helps a lot of people is consistency. I'm always exploring ways to stay consistent in all areas of my life. Having a small child in the last three years really helped me to kind of see this from a different lens because as a parent, our job is to help them grow and routines and consistency is something that kids' brain can process, right? And this is how they connect all of that information. My guest today is Heather Steinker, a busy mom of three, a wife of traveling hubby, and keeping it weird in Austin, Texas. It is safe to say that Heather's life is far from boring. Running a household with three young kids takes strategy and systems to keep things moving, like a well-oiled machine. After many moms came to her asking, how do you do it? Heather swears that she has more time in her day than anyone else. She created Chaos and Cookies to help busy mompreneurs stress less and save time through helpful tools and systems to increase productivity in their lives. Heather teaches her clients to be more efficient in their homes or running their businesses while they're working smarter, not harder. Tune in into our conversation. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging, but in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time Avoid making painful mistakes and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals. Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Sergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Money bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together but just don't quite know how? I am with you, I've been there, I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow system, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway. You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free money flow playbook, a blueprint 
to streamline your finances in less five or five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Hey, Money Bosses, Annie's here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I'm so excited for our guest today, Heather Steinker. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay, I am too. So today we're talking about lots of different ideas, strategies, hacks of how busy moms can put systems in place so that they can create a perfect life at home, if it exists, a perfect life at work, (laughs) so that they have that well-run, well-oiled run machine, right? Or well-oiled run machine. Um, So everything is sort of, uh, you know, uh, in in order. And I know it sounds, it may sound, or it may be a wish on my part to have all of that organized, but I know you're an expert in this. So we're all ears and excited to connect on this topic today. I'm very excited. It's one of my, like, I geek out on efficiency and organization. It's just my jam. <laughs> I, love it. I know. And being a mom of three, three young kids and, and running a business, it, it's definitely a lot. So yeah. Why don't we start with, um, I'd love to hear your story and you know, wh- how do you do it? Where do you do it? And you know, all of that good stuff. Sure. So, um, I went to school for exercise science. And so I was in like the health industry for a while. And then I was in sales and marketing and, uh, the business that I now have, I help, uh, mom, they're, they're all moms and different stages of life, but new business owners on how to use social media to, uh, efficiently, uh, market their business. And I also help moms at home. I, I just am the how to person. I, I was, uh, I did content coordinating for a local magazine. And so we had how to with Heather and I would teach like how you can hang up a photo, uh, with either a fork, some toothpaste, and, or, um, some masking tape. And it was like, wait, what? And so just little tips and hacks that moms can be more self-sufficient and do more on their own than wait for their spouses or partners to come home and, and hang up a photo or patch something on drywall and, or, you know, just dealing with the daily routine or daily things that could come up at the house. I feel like it's extremely important to run your house like a business. I mean, we have bills to pay, we have meals to make, uh, and it, we are the bosses of our own house. So any way that I can help moms juggle more at a time without feeling even more overwhelmed is really something important to me. Yeah. And it's awesome because you're, you're in it yourself. Like you're, you're going, and I'm sure it, it, it probably magnified in terms of like, okay, you had your first child and you had your second. And so like all of these things are like, became even more real. I only have one so far. And it's like, of course, you know, how they say the first child like really ships everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you always keep them in double, like in, in pairs or in even numbers. And I have three and I didn't get the memo on that one, but we're not going to have a fourth. So we're just going to roll, but all the, all kids are different. So like my oldest, like he had a speech delay. And so that threw us for a loop. And so we had to, you know, add in some speech therapy. And then my second, uh, my daughter decided she was going to come a month early, almost on the highway and, oh, wait, just kidding. She's going to spend like a month in the NICU. And so now I have to juggle back and forth. And then my third was completely like, normal and fine and no, no big crazy things. So you just, everything is so different with each child and they all learn differently. They all have different needs and behaviors. And so really having systems in place at home that are necessary for all your kids that 
can help you thrive, help them thrive where we can at least control as much chaos as we possibly can. Yeah. So where, so how do we begin? So if you're, you're talking about setting up your household, like a business, so what, what does that look like? So and it might sound silly. I'm not like going to say like, I treat my kids like employees, but they all have their own jobs. They all have their own tasks and responsibilities. And they're eight, six and a half and four and a half. Like they're not like teenagers. They still need handholding. They still need to be supervised when they go and bathe, but trying to give them things that they can do that maybe mom doesn't necessarily enjoy doing and, or might need to do, uh, but it's easier for us to do, right. Sometimes it's just easier for mom just to like, I got it. I'll take care of it because it might take them 20 more minutes to do it. And you don't want to wait and things like that. So one of my big tips is to help my kids get as much done for their day as much as they can. So like on Sundays, a tip that I would give is like, you can go to target Walmart, whatever, and go pick up like those shoe organizers that hang from the closet, you know, thing, the crossbar. Mm -hmm. And typically there's a bunch of slots. So if there's like five slots or I think they typically come in 10, so you could even cut it. And each of those days would be like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And you would go on Sunday with your kids and you would pick out the clothes that they're going to wear. You look at the weather ahead of time and you then designate each of those slots, what they're going to go get dressed in. And so in the morning they can just simply go there, no matter how old they are, if they can get themselves dressed and go grab what they need. So you're not arguing with them in the morning or saying, well, it's freezing outside. Why are you wearing a tank top and shorts? Like we laid out pants, you know, um, oh, it's crazy sock day. You don't want to be the mom that forgets to give them those socks on the day. And so they would simply go and it's already right there. They got to pick it out with you. My kids wear uniforms. So the designated PE days like are in the right slots. I'll stick money in the, in the pockets in case they needed like a dollar for that day. So it really helps keep things organized to where they can do it for themselves. You're still helping them, but you don't have to hassle them in the morning. You can get that extra cup of coffee or, you know, take your time a little bit more or focus on something else. So that's one quick tip. Yeah. One of the things I actually, um, finally sort of it's sink, sink in my brain, I think. And, you know, my son is only three, um, is, is to like really understand that for them to be happy. And I know your kids are a little bit older and then, you know, still various ages. They really have to have this, this, the system in place. Like, like you're saying, here's, here's how it goes. Here's, you know, here's where you pick your clothes. It's already there for you. And so I'm, I'm just sort of seeing how that works really well when we sort of do the steps that we're supposed to do, right. Get dressed in the morning, brush your teeth, you know, all of that. And so I, I, I just, I was just pondering on it because I'm like, okay, we're as adults, um, talk about it a lot, right? The systems and processes, and especially like, you know, in business, there's a lot of us who run businesses, but like, yet it, when we're home, it's like, you kind of let yourself go and say, oh, you know, I can, I can sort of do it. So like, if kids are the ones observing us, right, they're learning from us, especially these young ones where their brain is like, you know, processing everything. It's like, yeah, you really need to look at your day or, you know, what you do in the morning, like those routines in the morning or routines in the evening when they come home. So it's just, it's just been highlighted a lot more for me lately. Yes. And seeing it, right. And in, in this little human, like 
he does really well when he knows ahead of time or he knows like here's the things we do i actually you know what i did just recently um just to kind of help to introduce these steps i uh, just printed out on a regular piece of paper like you know eight by ten um little pictures that says like brush your teeth a like, visual calendar cards. yeah yes, or, a visual calendar so they can see exactly what the next step is and if they don't read it's, yeah. it's very, very helpful. That's a, another tip that you could do as a visual calendar. I used to do that with my child who didn't talk that way. You had a more of a communications tool. It's great for little ones. They love predictability. They want to know what the next step is. They need the transition time. It, it, mm-hmm. it works very well. And if they know what's coming and sometimes you can't predict it, right? Sometimes things change and they do need to, to learn how to adapt, but they, for the most part, I keep a pretty rigid ish schedule. Like we try to eat at the same time at night and we try to, we just have our routines because they, they, they're comfortable. It's predictable. If they are out of their routine, it takes them a day to like get back, you know? Yeah. No, totally. It's great for a three-year-old. Yeah. It's been really awesome. So if we're having these systems right in place or starting to introduce it to kids from whatever age, right. As they, as they get older, it probably looks a little different. What, how would, you know, a mom, what, what are some of the tips or ideas you have for actual, you know, to put in your own you know day in your own schedule in your own routine? So I like, I mean, I live and die by my calendar. I really do. And I know that, uh, a lot of people have like a, a digital calendar or a paper calendar. I've got both. Uh, I've got a digital camera and ca- a, a calendar. And then, well, guess what? Technology fails. My phone will die. Okay. What was I supposed to do? So I go to like the dry erase calendar and it's all color coded. So color coding is key. Like each, each kid has its own color. So I can even glance up there and see that, you know, my oldest has something cause his is in green. And then my daughter isn't up there for the day. So she's good to go. And they can also see it. Like they might not be able to read it, but if they know their designated color, they can look up on the calendar and be like, oh, I have something today. And so it makes it predictable. It helps them understand planning. So I'm a huge proponent of living and dying by your calendar. Um, Another tip is time blocking. Like you for anything in red on my calendar, it's non-negotiable. It's the time that like my personal time, or it's an appointment that I'm not going to miss and something like that. And so really sticking to a time block and really looking at how much time you need to allot for each task, whether that be brushing your teeth or, uh, your, you time or cooking dinner, you need to have a really nice idea of how long it's going to take and really try to stick with it. Because then what happens is you end up spending more time on a task that you really didn't want to, and then you don't get to everything else. And then you get down on yourself and then you get behind. And then sometimes you spin your wheels all day and then you feel like you didn't get anything done at all. Right. So time blocking color coding is a huge, huge thing with, with calendars, uh, sharing a calendar. There's great apps out there that you can share with your spouse. It's just, if they, if they want to look at it. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. I, I like that idea of sharing because then it sort of feels like, you know, whoever it is, right. If you need to share it with a significant other, or if you have like a, you know, a pair or nanny helping you, whoever's involved, right. And in, in this whole household, or if like, if we know like today, sometimes I forget to tell my husband that, uh, you know, the, the cleaning lady's coming or something and he may like show up home earlier. I'm like, I'm sitting in a driveway and they're still finished up cleaning the house. Right, like, right. Oops, I, I forgot to tell you, right. Like it's, it's like, well, remember every two weeks on a Wednesday, I don't know, whenever they show up. Cause I'm yeah. not here, you know? Yeah. They um, should. So it's on the calendar 
and it's shared. And, and the other thing too, with shared calendars is, um, you can, it's funny. I have a friend, I have, I have a couple, there's a couple that I know and she and her husband have a very odd system with their calendar. And I think it's really, really funny. They're very, very busy. They're in the show business industry and the radio industry. And their role is if they like, they have a shared calendar. And so if someone puts something on there, so whoever schedules something first wins. So if someone else, like say her husband needs to schedule something on a Wednesday at six and she's already claimed that spot on the calendar, guess what? She wins unless it's obviously something that's they're going to have to figure out, but he can't schedule anything for that time because she beat him to it for the slot. I mean, Hey, it works for them, but like, I would recommend talking about it or just, you know, but putting it on the calendar and just so everyone can see it. But I think that's actually really funny. No, it's true. Right. Sometimes you have to kind of fight over that, you know, Oh gosh, I forgot to tell you, you need to take, you know, your kids to work kids to wherever in the morning or something like that. No, it's Mm -hmm. fair. I mean, you would do that in business, right? Like if you have already an appointment on your calendar, you aren't going to take another one and bump that one off. No, unless it's an emergency or something like for a good reason, but no, it's like, sorry, I win. And it's just funny. Yeah, no, I agree. It's no, it's a really good strategy. Let's maybe shift a little bit uh, gears here. So like if we're really are eager to get our household sort of, you know, under the, the systems and, and get kids involved, like what are some ideas or what are some things that you're doing in your business that are interesting or they're, you know, that are working for you? So I have for, for my business or just like for home or for your, for your business. Yeah. I'm kind of just curious, or, you know, a tip or two for the business. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think it's really important when you are running your own business at home and your kids are running around. Uh, it's important to be a great example for them. You know, if, if it's important to you, it's, it should be important to them and it learn they, they learn discipline. They learn that like, Hey, mom works from X, Y, Z time. Um, when I record my podcast or I'm recording here and they are home, I will put, um, a sign out on the door. So they understand like when this is like red, you don't knock on the door, you don't come in. And then when it's not there, you're free to, you know, come in and check in on me or, or so setting boundaries and really setting some protocols in place for your kids. If they are home and something that they can understand, you don't want to keep that sign up all day. So then you're not accessible all the time, but they also need to understand when it is up, it, you're not there. You're not accessible. Uh, especially like when they have half days or their days are off and I still have to do some work. Maybe there was a meeting that was scheduled and I couldn't get around it. I have to explain to them just because your home doesn't mean mommy doesn't work. You know, um, you guys are typically at school at this time of day. Mommy still has to work. I know it's hard for you to see me working or not being able to come in and talk to me, but you know what, that's life and I'm working hard so then I can play with you later and really setting those expectations. And so also while running my business with the kids, it's, you also have to have a cut off time. Like if I'm going to tell them I'm done at four, I better be done at four. I can't be doing it like four 15, four 30. They lose trust in you. You're cutting into their time. And you really try, I try very hard to schedule things that I can do a hard stop and not feel guilty. And it's like anything that can come after that I can pick up later. So 
really sticking with the time of when you're going to stop working, especially if you're at home, because it can run right into it. Right. I mean, your office is where you live and sleep. And some of our offices are in our bedrooms. So really setting that time aside, being intentional with that, putting your phone away. Um, I love the fact that like I have an Apple phone and they now have like the focus on there and I can turn that on and now it's do not disturb. So it actually notifies the people that are texting you saying like her, my notifications are off, so I'm not going to see it. So mm-hmm. it's a, using the tools that our technology gives us is huge. Setting timers for yourself. I'll set a timer at two 30 every day to make sure that I forget to pick my kids up from school because I'll get knee deep in things. And if my nanny isn't here, cause I am fortunate to have some help there. Cause I'm a single mom. Um, well, great. I don't want to be the mom that forgets the kids at school. And so, Oh, that's two 30. That, that also get, um, cues me up to know that they're going to be home in an hour. So I better hurry up to get my stuff done. If I need quiet, because they're about to come home, barrel through that door. And I want to be accessible when they do walk, come in the door and say, good morning, you know, hi mom after school. Right. So just being intentional with when you're going to stop and start setting timers for yourself is a really big proponent of my day as well. Yeah, I agree. I like, I mean, the timers work really great for yourself and then as well as for kids in terms of giving them up those boundaries that you're talking about. Even when you're brushing teeth, like we do like the ABC song twice, cause you want two minutes or they'll set a timer. Um, I did invest in some Alexas and it's great. They tell Alexa to set a timer for two minutes and, um, it, it helps them, you know, gauge that too. Uh, it, it's kind of a, it depends if you want technology with your kids or not, you know, I'm a single mom. So, Hey, I might lean on it a little bit more that in that direction, but, um, also getting really creative with your time. So if I'm working and choosing to work during the day and I still have laundry and I don't want to do it on the weekend, but it's like a lot of free time with my kids and I have to go pick up a carpool, I'll bring it with me, put it in my front seat and I will fold it while I'm sitting parked on the side of the road waiting to get let in to get them. I'm folding my laundry. I'm listening to a podcast. I'm multitasking and getting stuff done. So then when I get home, I can hand them the laundry and say, Hey, when you go put your stuff up, go put this up too. But then my laundry's done. I'm not folding laundry in front of them, which is a stationary activity. So getting creative with the things that, you know, are going to take up a lot of your time, uh, trying to find time to do it while doing other things with it. Yeah, I love that idea. I've, I've, I've heard you talk about this, the folding laundry in the carport lane. It's like, oh my God, this is, I, I just actually pulled uh, this morning, I was uh, washing some of Liam's clothes and you know, pulled it out dry. And like the little basket sitting near inside of my office. <laughs> right, right. you're like, staring at it, right? I know. I'm like, oh, this thing, I hate it. I hate it. Like, I'll get to it. I'll get to, you know, it's like, I'm just pushing it down, you know, in my day. But at some point I will have to do, deal with it. So I'm going to try it actually. You should. Uh, or if you're reading emails too, if you're reading an email, um, or you're going through emails, or maybe you're on a zoom call and you don't have to be on camera, but if you're just reading emails and not having to respond to anything, you could be folding while you read. So you're doing two things at the same time, right? So just getting creative with what you can do with the time that you have. Um, I mean, I always joke that I would meal prep in my car Cause it's 45 minutes. Like now that COVID's happened and they don't let you out and they can't let you into school to go get the kids. You have to sit in your car and you have, and so everyone's sitting in their car. And so I, I joked about the, the subway, like, uh, the, uh, like chopping up 
like onions and stuff in my car. I'm like, I don't know if I would do that, but you could, I mean, if you need a meal prep real quick, (laughs) you're sitting in one spot. No, that's true. That's, that's another day. I, you know, I wanted to ask about like the tips you have. Yeah. I mean, so one of the things where I'm sure your life or our listeners life runs pretty much similar to mine, like on the weekends, you tend to, you know, catch up for the, for the week and then do all the household chores or unless you spread them out. But I tend to do like grocery shopping on Saturday. Um, I don't know. Like I, I'm, pretty capable of ordering stuff online, right? Like it could be groceries could be delivered, like even from Costco, right? If we need Mm -hmm. more, more stuff. Um, But sometimes like I do need to just get out of the house and go do it myself. Um, So like, what are your ideas around that? How do you streamline it? And also meal prep? Like, I'm curious to see like, what are some thoughts for meal prep? So yeah, for, for, for meal prep, and also I guess that kind of goes into ordering your groceries. I've been ordering my groceries lately and I feel like they never bring the stuff that I really want. So sometimes it's just better just to go because you're going to have to go anyway, or that you get frustrated. Um, but with meal prep, I like it because if you don't have time to actually prepare the food, like I teach meal prep and things like that. Do I, I, I have a really great cookbook that I love to recommend is cook once eat all week. You know, she gives you three main ingredients. It's by Cassie joy Garcia. Shout out Cassie. Um, she, uh, is fabulous. I interviewed her on my show too. Um, but she gives you three main ingredients and then she teaches you how to prep it and how to separate it out for all the meals that you make with just those three and all the cooking styles. So, uh, it's very helpful to get a really good cookbook that you can just, and like follow and, and know that it's going to taste good and not take a lot of time. But when I, after I get my groceries, uh, say you get like the one onion for the one dish, and then you got it rolling around in the drawer or you can't find it. So I grab these bins, which actually Cassie kind of, um, elaborated on for me too. I did a version of it. And someone just told me the other day when I explained this to them on their show, that it's almost like a hello fresh or a home chef. Like you get the packets and then you just cook with the ingredients. I've never ordered one of those pre-made meals, but I guess it's the same concept. You would take like a bin and you would put all the tools that you would need, like the potato peeler, the potatoes, all the spices, uh, the one onion that you need, or maybe chop the onion in half and put it in that bin and then the other bin. So then when you go to cook, you just grab it out of your refrigerator and now it's all there. You're not spending 20 minutes going and finding the spice or figuring out, Oh, I don't have that spice. I thought I had that spice. I didn't check it. And now I can't make it, you know? Um, and it's all right there. So then you can just go to town and start cooking, uh, kids getting involved as well. You can do a little spinning wheel, And if you have picky eaters, sometimes if you let them spin the wheel or pick some aspect of the meal, they'll feel like they got to contribute to it. It's like their vegetable and it also holds them accountable. Say they, you know, want carrots, like, oh, I want carrots with this meal on Thursday. Well, Thursday comes and all of a sudden, like, I don't want the carrots. I'm like, well, that's, that's what you picked buddy. Like, that's what you did. Like you should be excited about. Well, I changed my mind. Well, it also holds them accountable by saying, well, you chose it. This is what we planned for. So let's think about something for next time, but Hey, that's what's for dinner. So, you know, it, it, it gives them a way to contribute. It gives them a way to stay accountable and it gets them sometimes excited as well to help mom in the kitchen. Yeah. I love that. The spin the wheel. Is that, is that a, like a tool you can buy or, or do you just make it yourself? You could make it yourself. Work. You could just do like a little spinning wheel. You could just like 
even just on a piece of paper, you could just write out all the things and take a pen and put it on right on top and spin the pen on top of it and make the point. Like you don't have to get all create like crazy and go to Michael's and like get like a pinwheel, right? You could just take a pen and just spin it and have them, you know, wherever it lands or have them close their eyes and point with a finger, but you could do something fun like that. Um, yeah. And just like make it on your own, just list out whatever you're going to, you know, make that, th- that day or give them the ingredients that you have in the house. And so they don't go pick something that you don't have already. Like maybe you already got the groceries and you're like, oh no, we didn't get zucchini. <laughs> I do have, I mean, like there's some challenge for me, you know, in some points so like, okay, well we have, I mean, I get them in to kind of agree like okay we haven't passed tonight or like we're gonna have pizza or something like we went out to a Christmas party last night I'm like I'm gonna get you pizza because that's something he's excited about but then sometimes it's like well I don't want pasta tonight I'm like don't you like pasta you know so I still tend to make the decisions for everybody like okay today we're you know I'm gonna quickly cook I don't quite have this meal prep um mastered yet and I think it's really I mean more of a personal choice I like I like the variety and sometimes my variety ideas come from day to day. I'm like, okay, I, sure. you know, I do buy groceries for the week. I'm like, I know here's the things that we typically eat, but like, okay, maybe today I don't want to cook fish. I'll just make whatever pasta and, 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 you know, spaghetti and sauce, something like that. So sometimes I get that resistance. Like I don't want pasta today. I want Cheerios and milk or whatever. Or you don't feel <laughs> so, like even making it like sometimes I'll just make breakfast for dinner. Cause it's just there. <laughs> but like tonight I just said this before I got on the show. I was like, oh my gosh, I do not want to cook tonight. I was like, but I need to cook the chicken. Cause I either need to freeze it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to shove it in the Instapot when I'm done, um, with my day and I'll take 10 minutes and I've got a bag of frozen veggies. I'm going to steam those up and guess what? That's chicken. And, and you know, it's, and I guarantee you my oldest who's eight is going to say, I don't want that. And mm-hmm. I'll say, well, that's what's for dinner, buddy. So you can either have that or whatever's left over from your lunchbox. <laughs> you're, I know you're, you're, I mean, you're probably getting a lot more stricter around it. I'm still like, okay, you don't, I'm like, he's three. Want, you have a yeah, three-year-old. Oh, it's hard. Yeah. You got the three-year-old, you got one, I've got three. So I'm not going to cook you three meals. No, agree. Right. I, I, I try to cook. Like if I know they're not going to like X, like mm-hmm. I'll make an extra thing. Right. I'm not going to like make more work for me and argue about it, but like you do also, it's like, that's what's for dinner. It happens all the time. When I make these meals, they love them, but they're not in the mood for them. And they're like, I don't want pasta soup tonight. I'm like, well, that's what I made for dinner, buddy. And you love it. So, and then of course, after he, you ignore them for a little while, which is really what works. If you just mm-hmm. ignore it, they'll, they'll eat it eventually if they're hungry enough or Hey man, wait for breakfast in the morning. Or sometimes I'll go as far as, well, if you don't eat that for dinner, you're going to have it for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't want to eat those chicken nuggets, guess what's for breakfast, buddy? You know, I'm not going to waste the food. I mean, it just kind of depends on what your, your, you know, what you want to hassle that day. Yeah, no, agree. And I was still, I still need to find sort of that happy place. Like, okay, well, I can whip something quickly for a friend, but I'm like, am I teaching a good lesson that like, there's, there's the, the flexibility, not like there's not no food, but I just like want to understand, like, here's what we have together as a family. And and basically letting him go a little hungry. So I, I'm, I'm learning. Pick and you have to pick and he's not going to starve, right? They're not going to starve. It's very difficult, especially if you have like your first kid, like your first, like it's, it's so much easier to say than do. I mean, honestly, like there's a reason why my eight year, my eight year old slept in like 
not the crib for the longest time. And guess what? I did not make that mistake with my second or my third. And so it's like, you make all your mistakes with your first one. It's your baby and you live and you learn, but not everybody is the same. And some, it, sometimes people don't really care. Like it, it's all whatever fits you. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. The one, the one, uh, one of the last questions I have for you, um, personal, like personal time and like, you know, for, for busy moms, like what, how do you think about, I mean, sometimes like what I struggle with is like, okay, like I need a massage. Like, I feel like I needed, I'm like, I did not schedule it early in the, you know, enough to get on the calendar or like, or to, you know, to get, to go see the person I want. Or like, I mean, some of them were like, bigger things like getting hair done, that's consistent, right? Or like manicures, pedicures. So like personal time around family. And 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 if I didn't schedule, for example, the, the massage, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll get it done next week. Right. And so, mm. so I don't get it. And I'm like, it starts to build up. I'm like, okay, I really need to go get it. And then I end up scheduling and it's not for another two weeks because my schedule mm. may not allow or I can't get in. So like any ideas or suggestions around like how do you normalize and give consistency to things that you should be doing uh, personally? So, so you have to find a good balance and we're the worst moms are the worst. We always just put everything off. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've gotten much better about saying no. And it's so hard. I used to do all the things and put myself last, but if it's something that's going to relax you or know that it's going to set you up for success and give you a little extra boost, it's just as important as a doctor's appointment. It is just as important as that phone call for work. And so you have to put it on your calendar or be willing to move something. If say the masseuse that you really want is only available Friday at two o'clock and you had something, maybe that commitment could be moved because maybe you need to do something for yourself more so. And that commitment can be moved. And it's like, sometimes like the other day, I didn't have any power uh, at my house. And I was like, I, I'm not going to go and record podcasts at a coffee shop. And so if they, I hate to cancel, but if they really want me on their show or if I want them or they want to be on mine, like they'll reschedule, they'll understand same thing. Things come up. If you need some you time, put it on your calendar, put it in red. And it, it's a non-negotiable. You tell your partner, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Um, if, and maybe it's just a workout. Like I just started working out again. Um, I used to do it right when I you know, took the kids to school. Uh, I was getting, I, I was not having any energy and I wasn't working out. And now I put it on my calendar. I work out. It's what I do. It's, it's a date to myself. And it's super important because if you're not good, then your family's not good. If you don't show up for you, no one else is going to show up for you. And I know we all hear about self-care and it's a buzzword and blah, 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 but it really is super important because if I can always tell if I'm lacking sleep or if I'm having a really bad day, it comes out on my kids. It does. Like I will snip at them and I'll be like, Whoa, or if I didn't eat because I forgot, I get hangry. I mean, that's the thing. And it starts to affect other people in your life. And so if you're not good, then things will start, it'll, it'll seep out and, and bleed out into somebody, you know, something else on your life. Yeah. Something, something you said that reminded me of what I talk about all the time, you know, with clients and here on the podcast, but similarly to your, you know, for your finances, like having the money date that, that I talk about once, you know, once a month is great if you can have it more often, but having that dedicated time when you can look at, okay, what's going on with my finances? Did I overspend for this week or did I pay my bills? Right. Hopefully all of this is streamlined. Right. But at least once a month, like having the time when you can sit down and look 
at what's going on, how things are all aligning. And if you're also running a business, uh, you know, at the same time, you got to dedicate time to looking at your business finances too, because oh, finances are my weakness. Like I, money just it imitates it, it. It 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 really intimidates me a lot. Um, I, I just I'm out of practice and. I'm terrible with them. And so looking at bills and making sure that you're budgeting and staying consistent, it'll help keep things kind of in order. And, um, my chaos control system that I have, which is like a manual for your home, it literally has a whole finance section of like, um, your budget or receipts, things that, you know, expenses and how you save, because it's very important to keep track of those things, however hard it is. And we have apps and stuff that will do it for you, but you know, mm-hmm. some of us are not good at that, but it is very yeah. important to touch base, especially having that money conversation with your spouse or partner, because, yeah. Hey, one of the number or- one things that people fight about is money. True. Even yourself, right. If you don't have a significant other, some, or some people are like, well, you may have a financial advisor, right. Or a person that, that helps you with those things, but finding a little bit of time, it could be just like, when you're in that carpool lane and you just pull up your phone and if you have, I use mint, uh, mint.com or I mean, oh, yeah, I've heard of that stuff. one. Yeah, it helps to not only to like track your spending because it pulls from uh, like transactions from your credit card, from your bank account. So you actually every night and it updates it. You get to see like here's how much money is still left. There's you know there's the paychecks coming in, and then you can also track like your investments, like more sophisticated stuff. So you can like pull that up and give it a quick look and say, okay, I'm doing I'm doing good. But I you know with the idea of having a date is like okay, sit down for five, 10, 15 minutes and just like check in with yourself. Um, just, you know, you don't have to have anything formal in place. Some people go to the extreme of like having crazy spreadsheets and others, you know, avoid it because it may be intimidating They you know, so like we're all on this spectrum. Analysis paralysis, too much information. They don't know what to do with set yourself a timer, set a date on your calendar for 15 minutes. Like I think too, you have to remember when you were working with a calendar, you don't have to work within a 30 minute or an hour increments. You can work within 10 minute increments, 15 minute increments. You can just block off 15 minutes instead of like a whole hour. So you know, for someone like OCD, like me, who likes to work in round numbers, uh, I, you know, typically have to do 20 minutes or something, but like you can do those blocks too for yourself. Yeah, no, agree. agree. I think it's a vital piece of, uh, for, for everyone in, in any part of your life, personal or, you know, finance, uh, if you have a business or even, you know, kind of thinking about the future too, like, cause life isn't going to happen if you're not, especially around finances, if you're not focused on it, there's something oh, else yeah. that I, that I just, just to add on that, like thinking about, okay, sometimes maybe not necessarily in that money date, not necessarily just digging the numbers. Cause if things are pretty streamlined for you and they're recurring, you know, on a uh, monthly basis, maybe focus on the bigger picture. Think about like, what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish in that month, in the year? And are you really on track with that? Like sometimes that's a little bit more exciting conversation as opposed to like, okay, did I pay off that credit card bill or how was my checking account doing? So it's just, it's just flipping the coin, still having the conversation or thoughts around money, but in terms of what, what do I, what do I want with it? And how am I really measuring my progress? So and set, I, yeah, I just, you have to set, you have to set some sort of 
goal and growth. When I work with my clients, I'll ask them like, what was your quarter? Like, and where do you want to, to go? Like, what do you want to grow it by? Do you want to grow it just by a little bit? Like, let's just try and bring it up a little bit. And also knowing your cycles, like in your industry for like in my health and wellness coaches that I coach, like it's a cyclical year, you know, beginning of the year, everyone's going to get on their diets and everyone's going to get on their health cake. And then guess what? It's going to go down a little bit in March and it's going to come back right up, you know, in like summertime and it's going to dip back down. So it's, and then you got the high over like, like back to school and, oh, we're back into routine and oh, now the holidays, we're not going to do it. Right. So it's cyclical. So knowing how your cycle works and your up, your up times and your down times, you can really look and see what kind of goals you need to set for yourself. And if, Hey, like I want to grow, but I'm not going to grow in this quarter because this quarter is going to be more for maintenance and really focusing on, you know, uh, keeping my people and then growing will be the next time because that's when it's going to go up and knowing how your cycles work, which has helped you grow financially and in your business as well. You have to know your industry and like have realistic goals too. Agree. I agree. I think, I mean, I know that with, with the finances and like, you know, end of the year tends to be crazy in the beginning of the year. And then it kind of slows down for us to, or, you know, summer comes, everybody doesn't want to think about finances, but then <laughs> they pick yeah, up. Cause they're going to go spend, spend it all on summer vacations. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite off obviously for, I think the, the whole pandemic oh, put sure. being off for everybody, but yeah, definitely. Especially when people can go anywhere, like, Oh, okay. Might as well do my finances. So yeah. <laughs> Well, I'd love uh, for our listeners to connect with you. I know you have your own podcast. Um, talk a little bit about that. And we're also discussed, um, you have a manual for kind of keeping all of these things in play. So sh- please share that. Sure. So um, chaos and cookies podcast, because um, it's chaos. And then no matter how much you clean, there's always crumbs in my house. Right. And uh, so I do a lot of Instagram tips on for businesses, like how to, how to post reels really fast and um, keyboard shortcuts to you know put all of your hashtags in like your keyboard replacement where you only have to type in like one word and it spits a bunch out. It's very time saving. Um, I do a lot of funny mom reels on there too. It's just entertaining. Um, and it's the Heather Greco or, um, at chaos and cookies, uh, either, either account. And I've got chaos and And then the chaos control system, I have a family playbook and I also have a nanny playbook, but, um, the nanny handbook, but I, the play, the playbook for the family, it's an 188 pages. It's a PDF. You can edit it on your computer. You can print it out and it's a manual for your home. It will have everything you can think of from passwords to finances, to car warranties, like what's covered in the warranty, what's not all the things that you would need or someone would need so they could step in and help you while you're busy. Um, you know, I have a nanny, but if like, I need to replace her, um, or cause that's all cyclical too, or they, you know, need to change jobs. I'm not reinventing the wheel. You know, how many times have we made lists when we go out of town or even out to dinner and we have kids, right? You're going to tell them where all their loveys are. You're going to tell them where you're going to be. You're going to say like what level or what volume the sound machine is going to go on. Right. Well, what happens to that list when you come home, you probably just like throw it in the trash or you lose it. This is a running one where you can go in, just change a little bit. Cause our kids will grow. Their school stuff will change. Allergies will happen and insurance will, information will change. And then you can just go and replace the page. It's right there, color coded and categorized for all to see. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I love and you it. can I find that. that on my website in the shop. Yeah. I want that. I'm like, oh my God, all these things you've already thought through. So amazing. Yes, please. Let's... <laughs> I'm really excited because it's the holiday season uh, right now since we're recording. So there's a gift guide. So the gift cool. guides in there, because isn't it the worst, like when you go to buy gifts and you're like, did I get that for them? Like, what did I buy them last year? And so if you keep track of what you bought for them, then you can go back to your gift guide big. Oh yeah, I got this for them. This is their size. So don't buy that for them last year. Right. And so it, it I know it sounds silly, but it's like super helpful to know like what you purchased the person last year. Cause it was a whole year. Right. Yeah, so just a little, it's a little fun thing to no, grab love- that too. Yeah. Can't wait to see it. So, okay. Yeah. We'll share, we'll share the link um, of how people can get it in the show notes. So, so awesome to connect with you today. Are there any last minute tips for anyone listening? I just say, just be as, as give yourself some grace as much as you can, especially holiday season. And just when you're running your business, just, you know, give yourself some grace. If you don't get to your thing, then, you know, it's okay. Move it to the next day. Uh, I would make like a quick list of like the three non-negotiables of your, like each of your day. And those are the three tasks, no matter if it's personal or business to get done. And then three very important things. And those three very important things, if you just can't get to them, move those to your non-negotiables for the next day. So that you keep chipping away at what you want to do without pushing it down uh, too far down the list. So that would be my, my last and final tip. Sounds good. Thank you so much again for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, So don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.